0: Hi, welcome to the Women Talk Construction podcast, where it's our mission to create an inclusive environment for everyone in non-traditional roles. Today we have a very special guest on our podcast, but before we say who, for those of you that are new, we publish a new episode of our podcast every Monday. If you're new to our community, sign up and check out the great resources on our forum at forum.womentalkconstruction.com. Introduce yourself and start engaging with our community of people who love to help each other. We love seeing you all inviting others to be a part of our community on social. You can tag us at Women Talk Construction on any of the platforms. Now we're going to tell you a little bit about the conversation today, and we promise it's going to help you in your business. Today we're meeting with Tori Barker. I got to have a great conversation with her. She is the owner of Creative Marketing we talked about family owned business, we talked about marketing, and we talked about family businesses and construction. I hope you have as much fun listening as we had chatting together. Enjoy.
1: thanks so much for joining us again on the Creative Visionaries podcast. Today, I have the pleasure of introducing you to my guest, Christy Powell. Christy is the WBE market manager for 84 Lumber and the co-host of the podcast Women Talk Construction. Christy, welcome on the show.
0: Hi, thank you for having me. I'm really honored to be here.
1: So tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you do.
0: So um, as a market manager for WBE for 84 Lumber Company, we're a women-owned uh, building supply company. So I get to, um, you know, handle all the women business enterprise business for the company, which means, you know, we kind of wear a different hat every day. It seems yeah. like uh, we support our sales team, 84 lumber companies, the largest privately held building material supplier in the United States. And uh, we have 260 locations, 33 manufacturing facilities and 14 commercial hubs. So um, I get to do that. Um, I have a team of folks that I work with that are amazing. We handle government sales and because we're women owned, we do we do get asked a lot to do business with um, government entities and private investors because we are women owned. And now, you know, those qualifications and the requirements um, now that are being met on projects, uh, I, I get to help with that and make sure that all that is in compliance and handled properly.
1: I love that. So with the,
0: <laughs> with the co-host thing, I could tell you a little bit about that.
1: Yeah. Talk about um, women talk construction.
0: We started, Angela and I started that, um, just about seven, eight months ago. And we had heard so many stories around the country for me, she's more localized, but we were hearing all these stories from amazing women that were in the field and some of them challenging, um, some of them just mind blowing how authentic, vulnerable, and real they are and how great it they are at their jobs. Excuse me. And the more we heard these conversations, we were like, you know, we need to share these with the world. How are we going to do that? So yeah. that's how the podcast was formed. And it was really supposed to share, you know, we were going to share all these women's stories that we were hearing in a in a positive way where everyone would want to hear it so that they would know how to make the environment a little bit better for where they were positioned possibly in the field or in the office, whatever, because it isn't a very familiar space for women. And, um, but it ended up being something much greater. And we've had so many followers and so many downloads. Um, and now we have men on talking about why they encourage women, why they want to hire women, why some of their women are the best in the industry and it's been pretty amazing. Like it's kind of shifted, but our whole focus was, um, to get these podcasts in the hands of young girls Mm -hmm. and young boys who would possibly consider, uh, the trades, but don't because they don't know how all the options that are out there. So, um, it's been really cool just to see how it all works. And hopefully one day we're going to have our podcast in schools. That's really what we're striving for.
1: So one of the things that I love about podcasting is that you are able to do so much and reach so many people. And uh, it's the legacy thing, right? Like this conversation lives on for 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 longer than yeah, longer than we could expect. And, you know, it's just going to touch so many lives and impact so many people from now and in the future. And so I love that about podcasting for sure.
0: Yes, I do, too.
1: So tell me, how did you get into the construction industry?
0: Oh, gosh, it's kind of a weird long story, but I was an accountant for a long time, fell into it at Lowe's. Uh, They came to our town and um, our town was, you know, a lot of the the businesses were shutting down. It was really, you know, it was an oil town. Right. So. Anyway, when Lowe's came to town, I was a single mom and I thought, I've just, I got to find something that's stable and they're new and they're big and they're, you know, they're all over the country. So I could always transfer. And I wanted to be in accounting for Lowe's, so I applied for the credit manager and the female store manager there said, I, that's not where I'm going to put you. I'm going to put you in commercial sales. I'm like, lady, you don't understand. I can't sell anything, right? Like, this is not the job for me. She said, well, I think you're going to be really good. So anyway, I thought, what the heck, I'll give it a try and uh, fell in love. I went from sitting in an office with a closed door and I got to drive around all day long and talk to people at job sites and ask them if they wanted to set up an account with Lowe's. And my very first check was very big because I set up so many accounts in a short period of time oh my that my daughter and I got to go out to dinner for, pro- it was probably one of the first times in a while because I was a single mom trying to work a couple of jobs Yeah. and, um, that paycheck, that bonus from commission was pretty nice. Oh, so, that's um, awesome. So that made me want to stay. Obviously, that was like my first gumption. And then, um, you know, one of the builders took me under his wing that I met and got an account set up and he pulled rolled out a set of blueprints in front of me and I fell in love with him, literally fell in love with it because I math, math, English brain. And so, you know, I could read it pretty easily. I did a lot of the math in my head and he was like, whoa, you just did that in your head. And so (laughs) he was like, you're going to be really good at this. And so that kind of that was my second gumption. Right. You know, somebody of his stature with his own cabinet company and building these humongous houses was telling me, you know, little old me never been in the industry that you're going to be good at this. So that was very encouraging.
1: I love that. Yeah. My so my story, I um, have been around construction my entire life. My dad is a retired pipe fitter. And so. My family's been in construction and always around it, right? So, I love that industry, love the people, and you know, I never really thought of myself of go uh, as going into the construction industry because I couldn't really, you know, do the hard labor. I would I I would always wanted to be in the shop with my dad. I always wanted to help him build stuff and, you know, try new things and and be hands-on, right? But I was also the creative brain. And so, it wasn't until I got into the home building industry and really put those two pieces together, right? Mm -hmm. My creativity and the marketing aspect of it with the construction, because I have the knowledge it's ingrained in me and my, you know, my, my family and my lifestyle. And so it's like, I fit like a glove into this industry. And so I love that I'm able to take my creativity, my innovation and help those people in that industry. And so for me, it's like exploded since I've put those two pieces together. So I love that we both have this, this connection that we, we love this industry and we're just like Mm -hmm. full steam ahead. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And
0: I love marketing. Like I didn't think I liked marketing. That was not my thing. But as I took this, I was 27 boots on the 27 years boots on the ground, literally had lots of customers that followed me to uh, other lumber yards. And, um, it was just because I treated them really well. Right. right. Like I answered my phone when I needed to answer my phone. I found out information that they needed. I went above and beyond. I found a place of value in their team. Like if they were missing something, I just found a way to, to fill that cog for them. Yeah. Um. You know, so I think that uh, just adding value is probably the most important thing that we can do um, in life. Right. When you meet right. somebody new. But I did that for A long time and two and a half years ago, I took this role with the corporate office um, handling all the women-owned business. And so it's been a big change for two and a half years, but it's also been um, life-changing to be able to to breathe life into the younger generation and the women that are entering our field because it wasn't always easy. And I'm hoping that we can make a difference now, you and I, Tori, and all the all the women out there that have been in the industry for a while.
1: So how do you think women coming into this industry, how, what's our first step, right? How do we get awareness to young, young women, young children, men and women, right? Cause it's all about, you know, mindset right. for men bringing in and seeing the value in women in construction. What are those steps or what do we need to do to kind of prime the pump for, for the future yeah. coming in, in, you know, ahead of us?
0: So I think the biggest step that we need to to take is make sure that these kids know all their options. Uh, when I was in school, the only option I had, being really good at math and English, was you need to be an accountant, right? right. That that everybody thought that, but nobody took my my creativity and my forward thinking, visionary mind into consideration. They didn't take my personality into consideration, right? That I wasn't going to be happy sitting at a desk for 24 days a week, you know, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Yeah. Um, and I'm a workaholic. So that was very boring for me, right? Like I loved my job and I love working, but to sit in the same space all the time. So I think that's number one. I think we need to consider kids' personalities mm. and give them options and let them try some things, right? We're really encouraging these kids. And the second step is get in front of the kids, right? Yeah. So we're at the career centers at the high school. We're in front of the middle schoolers. We're in front of um, the colleges on a regular basis. Just because I look like me, there are more conversations being sparked yeah. by the girls in that room, right? Yeah. even. even and the boys need to be in that room, too, because they need to understand that there are really good women that have been in the industry for a long time that have made a very successful career out of it. Yeah. Right. And I think when women see that you've done that, then they start thinking, maybe I can do it, too. Right. Yeah. And I think showing them all the options they have. Not everybody wants to be in sales. Right. I've been in sales and I'm the only female still, I think, that's in sales that's been. Um, in my region that's been successful for 30 years, right? Like there's not a lot of women that stay in it. It's hard. It's really hard work. Like you really have to, you know, grind, 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 grind. And then you have to deal with some things that you don't always want to deal with. But um, I think that showing them the options that I could have, you know, even showing me, I could have calibrated equipment, Mm. right? Driving around in truck for $65 an hour, 20 years old, I promise you, I would have been like, forget accounting. I'm going to pay drive the pickup truck and I'm going to go calibrate equipment. So I think that, you know, the options getting in front of the kids, um, like I said, getting our podcast into schools. That's one of our big missions is we want these boys and girls to hear all of the people that we've met and that we're talking to and their careers, because every one of them is so different Mm -hmm. and they need to know that they could make it on their own if they got good at it and they could have their own business. Right. Right.
1: Because right, right. a
0: lot of this next generation, they really want to work for themselves mm-hmm. and they need to know that they can.
1: Right. That right. An option. Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Yeah. It's all about the options.
1: And I think, you know, one of the cool things of, uh, you know, looking ahead and knowing that The construction industry has been kind of behind the times, right? Like they're Mm -hmm. the the last to adopt technology. (laughs) And so I think, you know, forward thinking that women coming into this industry are going to have a different perspective and they're more innovative. And so there's there's challenges that the construction industry has now that I think potentially can be resolved from Mm -hmm. a female brain, right? Like there's just a different way of thinking about things and not to say that, that men can't Mm -hmm. come up with these ideas. It's just that it's a different perspective. And I think that that will change the industry in a lot of ways to have both of those minds Mm -hmm. bringing in and collaborating together. And so for me, I'm a mom of two young boys. And so it's, it's funny because you know they're like oh boys are stronger and boys can do this and and i'm always telling them like girls can do this too and they're like oh okay and and so i <laughs> yes <laughs> and so that I, helps yes. yeah and so yes. it's like i want to make sure that i'm you know obviously i don't have a daughter to to instill these things in but mm-hmm. the male perspective is the same thing right like it i want is. my boys to know yeah. that you know you respect a woman and you can take you know, charge, and you can listen to women. Yes. They have great ideas, and like work yes. together. And so, I love that I'm, you know, doing my Molding little part. The future. Yeah, doing yes. my little part with my two little men, <laughs> and you know, hopefully helping the future. You know, because mm-hmm. I can see potential for the innovation and the growth of this industry. And so, I love being just a little part of of what's to come.
0: Well, I'd like to add a little bit to that. So. Every demographic needs to be in every business Mm -hmm. because we need every one of those perspectives, no matter where they came from, what their culture is, what their background is, whether what their gender is. Because when you have a diverse group of people making decisions within a company, the profit dollars are huge. Yeah, Um, we're they've got McKinsey report has an article out there right now. Several Forbes has got one where they're explaining how these companies that have the more diverse workforce are excelling at their profit margins. Right. It's because you have all those creative minds and one of my favorite hashtags is better together. uh, Yeah. So, and it's so true. When, when I would work on a job with a male um, colleague, we, we would knock it out of the park every time. Yeah. Like the customer was just mind blown. Like, wow, I didn't expect all of these things to happen for us. Right. Yeah. They're so used to being limited as to what that one salesperson could do for them. But when I would work with another male and we would do like, I would do my strength and he would do his strengths on a on a project. It was just amazing. It was like, yeah. you know, rainbows and unicorns kind of thing. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I'm a girl. I'm trying to be funny, but I don't really yeah. think like a girl either. So, um, but it was, it was an amazing experience and the jobs always went really smoothly when it was all of us working together. So
1: yeah. Very cool. I'm glad
0: that you pointed that out.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's it's all about coming together and you know, coming in my mind, coming from a servant's heart, right? You know, yes. uh, you know, making sure that that you're optimizing for the end goal, not for mm-hmm. you know what you get out of it or whatever it might be. Right.
0: <laughs> well, we want the customer to have the best experience.
1: Absolutely. Always. Always. So let's end on um a tip or any advice that you might have for. Um, the future of our industry, or any like a quote that you want to share, I just love to hear any final words from you.
0: Okay, so probably one of my favorite quotes is "work hard and show up." Like yeah. right now, if you show up and you work hard, you're going to be successful. Somebody's going to notice, and they're going to help you, and they're going to pull you along and um, help you grow. Um, probably one of the the things that I see in the future is we have to adapt technology and whatever that takes. I, I just hope that people's mindsets in that direction because uh, we are behind, right. And uh, we got a lot to overcome in in the next few years with lack of labor and lack of uh, being able to find people to work. So Mm -hmm. um, let's adapt the technology and work hard and show up every day.
1: Yes. Well, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure talking to you. I know um, you know, people can learn so much from our conversation. And and like we said, this com- this conversation and the message is gonna live on for, for a long time. And is there any specific place I can send people if they want to learn more about you? Or yeah, they can listen to the podcast.
0: Yeah, Tell me Absolutely. So 84lumber.com, obviously, if you need building materials. Um, but to get a hold of me, we have a forum that we built on women website. And that we built that forum for young people and people that are just uh, have been in the industry. We wanted to create a safe space for all of the women and men who are supporting women to talk and give jobs to each other. We were posting workforce development things, um, job resources, jobs available, bid opportunities like we, we really created a safe space for these women to be able to get in there and grow and talk to each other and men to, to that there we have a lot of men and women in there and we're seeing jobs happening we're seeing uh people getting jobs being awarded side, a big siding job not long ago we had that happen so um we've got a lot of really trusted people all over the country that are signed on to that forum so that's probably the best place to reach me and my team awesome. so if you want to learn more about us or you want to be a sponsor for our podcast we would love that too Well, that's all for this episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Women Talk Construction podcast with your hosts, Christy Powell and Angela Gardner. See you next time.